let's go terrestrials. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Jabroni Show on CFRC 101.9 FM. Uh, I'm Evan and I'm here with Thomas. Hey, how's it going? Not too bad, not too bad. A bit rainy outside, but I mean, it's a Monday, so what, what do you expect? Same status over here in Waterloo. Oh, the dirty loo. Um, first remarks, the, Laker, the Lakers uh, won the finals. I know. I didn't even mention them in my predictions. <laughs> no, you were you were Team Nuggets all the way, Jokic to the promised land. And he still could be there in a couple of years. A couple of years, I'll, I'm going to keep my seat on that bandwagon for now. Yeah, I, I back. They can make a big move this off season too. Um, I, like I want to say, congrats to the Lakers, but well, okay, congrats to LeBron and who else? Maybe Anthony congrats Davis. Hello. Yeah, no. 80s whatever congrats to kcp though this guy went from wearing an ankle monitor for being on house rest in in the staples center in a live nba game to nba championship that's a pretty nice progression i know that that was an underrated storyline everybody talked about how we all kind of were not sold on kcp and then he came back and proved himself to be a good basketball player but nobody forgets to mention that he did have that narrative of having to play with an ankle monitor but he's come back played an amazing finals been an upstanding guy so far and great narrative that's not really been touched on yeah and you can make a really really super super backhanded argument for rondo but kcp is the third best uh laker this season too like imagine like KCP being the third best team on a on a finals winning well third best player on a finals winning team that's pretty that's something I mean at the start I thought it was going to be Danny Green at the start of the season oh, Danny Green's trash I know but, but we know that already but this is what I thought because mm-hmm. I that's how lowly I thought of KCP and I thought everything we had seen from Rondo had showed us that he was done except for the playoffs right there where he looked. I think he was the third best player, but I could also see no, 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 KCP no, no. being their third best. Yeah. Yeah, KCP was definitely the third best player. So I was thinking about this, and I mean, obviously you can disagree, but that was in what obviously the the Warriors Cavs with uh, when the Warriors had Durant comes to mind. Uh, those series come to mind. But th- that was like the least entertaining finals we've seen in our lifetime. Um, we th- the one Jimmy Butler game was good. Yeah the the uh, what should we call it? The game five was also fantastic. The Jimmy Butler game was game two, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was game three. No, game three. They went down to one, and he and LeBron said y'all in trouble to him at the start, <laughs> and then he just went sick out Um. Yeah, this is the so two honestly two really good games, but like game six killed it for me. It was the the already bad series got so much worse. Like we were watching at halftime, we switched it to uh, uh, Monday Night Football Seahawks Vikings, switched it back for the award ceremony, which was also so weird. I found somehow 
J.R. Smith was the first to touch the Larry <laughs> OP. That made no sense. And LeBron, admit, I swear LeBron and AD are just two weird guys. I mean, two, like, I got some weird vibes in that celebration. I mean, a lot of basketball players are weird. Kevin Durant comes to mind. But, like, that was one of the most unnormal celebrations I've ever seen. It made me feel awkward. It was kind of awkward, the whole celebration. I wouldn't say I'm on the boat as LeBron and AD being weird guys. Sure, they're different just because of their career and how they've grown up. Oh, LeBron's a weird guy, man. Yeah, he's a different dude for sure. You can tell. He's just been raised completely differently than like anybody else really has been. Yeah, you don't get the chosen one tattooed to your back at the age of 15 and be a normal guy. I I mean, yeah, that's fair. But going back to the championship, Mm -hmm. it was like a weird championship, but it was over so quickly. Yeah. If LeBron finished it in game five, or even Danny Green, if he finished it in game five, this would have, like, it would have been a much better send off than whatever that was. 100%. Yeah. That was kind of a shame. Um, the one big positive we get out of this finals, other than K- a KCP ring, who else am I happy one ring? No one really, honestly. I back Frank Vogel getting a ring, but sp- how how much better will Space Jam two be now? Oh my gosh, it's gonna um, be. <laughs> imagine if LeBron lost to the Nuggets in the conference finals. Jokic played out, uh, outplayed AD, and they released Space Jam two afterwards. Did you hear the leak storyline uh, for Space Jam 2? No, I haven't. I'm not going to go over the whole thing because it may or may not be true. Uh, no, no, no. Let's speculate. Let's, that's, the, that's like the entire NBA media saying things that aren't true. So go for it. I'm curious. All right. So just while I bring it up here, it, the gist of it is essentially um brawny james jr gets kidnapped somehow i believe or some one of his mm-hmm. kids or somehow one of his, very, his kids get his kidnapped. four-year-old daughter <laughs> and he has to go through getting help from various looney tune cartoon characters to essentially get it done and here we go i'm just pulling it up now the more in-depth so the monsters in this case would be trying to steal Brawny James for no particular reason. Okay, so the during a trip to Warner Brothers Studio, NBA superstar LeBron James and his son additionally accidentally get trapped within a world that contains all of Warner Brothers stories and characters under the control okay. of a malfunctioning all-powerful force named Al G, played by Don Cheadle. Okay. With the help of Bugs Bunny, LeBron must navigate through a never-before-imagined world filled with iconic movie scenes and characters as they reassemble the Looney Tunes to rescue his lost son. Now to get back home, LeBron and the Tunes have to unravel Al G's mysterious plan with an epic basketball game against digital gamified super versions of the NBA and WNBA's biggest stars as the entire world watches. So, to be honest, that just sounds amazing. I have no issue with that. As long as they don't... Yeah, it's honestly smart of them not to make it that similar to the first one, as in, like, you'd just be drawing um, LeBron and Jordan comparisons, obviously. That plot just sounds sounds good. 
I'm and all the in. Cast, Braun Cheadle, and then so the players alongside Braun confirmed are AD, Clay Thompson, Dame Lillard. I heard somewhere that Kyrie was going to be in it for somehow. I don't believe that though. I mean, who knows with Kyrie? He could be in it yeah. up until Kyrie's could be as could be in it, but he's not in it till the moment he's in front of the camera. Hmm. Yeah, you're probably right on that one. And then is Chris, I feel like Chris Paul should be in it. Maybe he's not. And then on the, I wonder who I haven't heard anything about who the WNBA players are going to be as well. Oh, Don Cheadle's playing algae. Algae, yeah. I'm. And I'm. I wonder what the prop bets are going to be on the uh, Looney Tunes game, and if and if it was like a remake of Space Jam, people would be comparing LeBron's performance in the final <laughs> game to Jordan. Why? Why did LeBron pass it in the final second of Space Jam? Oh, because Clay Thompson's in the corner. Um. Okay, so I'm reading here. So first of all, pretty funny. LeBron's obviously playing himself. Don Cheadle's the bad dude. And then we have, well, you talked about uh, like LeBron's son being in it. And I'm seeing here, so it's going to be LeBron's son and Savannah, uh, his wife. But they have actors and actresses playing those two. So um, uh, LeBron's wife is going to be Sonequa Shante Martin-Green, who you ever watch The Walking Dead? Yeah, just a little bit. Not as in-depthly as most people. Uh, you remember the character Sasha? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's Savannah and CJ J. Wright as LeBron, Bronny James Jr. I that's crazy. I can't believe they didn't get his actual kids in it. What is I, support, I support not having his kids in it, although making the, pl- then making the plot about the kid is kind of weird. But the wife, too, seems like over... Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't back it. And he's going to just refer to this kid as Bronny James when the whole audience watching knows it's not him. Yeah, that's kind of weird. So I'm reading the confirmed Bronny NBA James player. is pretty much a celebrity. Like yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the confirmed uh, uh, players are Clay Thompson, AD, Lillard, Chris Paul, and Kuzma. I don't know where I saw or heard the Kyrie thing from, but I, I feel like I should have known better. And then the WNBA players are Diana Taurasi, Nika Uguemake and Chini uh, Uguemake, the woman on ESPN First Take, who does a pretty good job, nice. are set to make cameos. They say. So, how are we going to be viewing this? Is it going to be coming out? Here's the question: Will we be able to see it in theaters? Are we going to be watching it through like Disney Plus? If you don't have Disney Plus, are you getting Disney Plus for this or? I'm getting a friend's Disney Plus. I'm, I don't <laughs> think I'm in the game of purchasing Disney Plus to watch one movie. But yeah, I wonder how they'll release it. I feel like they'll, they're, if they don't like, if theaters aren't open enough until, well, actually, when does it come out? It was supposed to come out. <laughs> I guess who the music's by. Who? Hans Zimmer. That's hilarious. Really? That's oh, a- they dropped a bag on Hans Zimmer. That's so that's, funny. That's the best. I love that. LeBron is LeBron spends on much as much on his music as he does on his body. Yeah, honestly, like this just sounds like a great movie at this point. I'm kind of excited. So the release date is July 16th, uh, 2021. And I mean, regardless how bad COVID is, like 
the movie theaters will be open by then in the U.S. at least. But mm-hmm. there's big foreign, like big foreign market for this movie too. Honestly, somebody is gonna die going to see Space Jam too. I hope so. That'll make it legendary. Someone like <laughs> if it opens and COVID's still how it is, someone's gonna ha- catch it because of going to see Space Jam too. It's gonna be ridiculous. People are gonna mm-hmm. surge to the theaters for this. Yeah, they're gonna have to be so strict it. with the social distancing policies. Another reason why Jordan's better than LeBron. Jordan didn't um, make people go to the movie theater in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> Just saying. For Just saying. I guess looking into a more brighter future, we can look into the lake, not necessarily the Lakers' future on screen and the future of the pandemic, but more the future on the court. And we've talked yeah. about it many times on this, even before I won the championship. I'd even want to say we, we were some of the first people on it, the back-to-back LeBron and how easy he could do it in the next 12 months. He pulls off another championship in the shortened season. Mm-hmm. So it's safe to assume that the next, yeah. When do you think the next season will start? I mean, with these things, you really have to look backwards. So for the next season to start, what still needs to happen? We need to do the draft. That's first. There needs to be a lottery. There needs to be a lottery. Training camp. So how long are each of these things going to take? And then we have to start working down from there. You know what I mean? So So I'm sure the NBA wants to open the day. Although I heard. Okay, well, we'll get to this after. I'm sure that if the NBA had a chance, they'd try to open on Christmas Day. Yeah. Yeah. Naturally. December 25th. But. The, I mean, there's a lot to be done, and they still have to figure out whether they're going to do bubble or no bubble for next year's regular season. My inclination is kind of that they're going to start in mid-January. Also, because I, I think March. Really? Yeah. That I think no chance March. That's that's crazy. It's sorry. It's the season ended early October. Why can't they start mid-January? I just don't see. I think they want fans. Mm, oh really i think they want limited access fans yeah but i think the owners really really want fans like that like the concessions and yeah so super bowl well yeah that's a good point so super so they may wait it out you're right but they have to okay we'll talk about that super bowl is what early february Mm -hmm. every year this year they may do you think they may push it up one week because there's no pro bowl junk like make the not. Super Bowl sooner? Yeah, because it was always a two-week break because of the Pro Bowl, but there's no Pro Bowl this year. They canceled it. I think they'll want the two-week break. I do too. They might as well, honestly. I think they'll um, need it. They might even need to push the Super Bowl back to make up for extra stuff if it happens. Oh, right. So I think the biggest thing for the NBA and the thing they realize most um no during playoffs, typically, you cannot compete with football and that's not just the nfl that's college football like it's it can't be done too many eyes no and especially like when they lost i'm not sure i wonder how well obviously we've seen the our viewership is down like 30 percent uh 45 percent for the finals i think but i wonder how much um do you think in, uh, international viewership's down well, I know they I'm just opened up about. back to China like later on in the series, like in the finals, mm-hmm. I think, or something. 
They need that. I mean, right after the Houston Rockets got eliminated. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, yeah, so my inclination is that they'll start mid-January, but I'm like not, I won't get picky about it. As long as a champion is crowned before 2021, I'll be satisfied. But then there goes your issue again. If you start it before 2021. I'm saying as long as a championship is a champion is crowned in 2021, like they can't they can't do a championship. No, I know what you're saying. I thought you said, yeah. Okay, so then, but the issue they're going to run into again is that the end of their end of the season is going to overlap with the start of the football season. I mean, at this point, I feel like they're just patching things together, and they are cognizant of that for money. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. What's happening? So, how are they going to adjust it? Where's the switch going to be? Where's going to be the bend in the schedule? At some point, there's going to have to be a shift. Is that going to be once they can start bringing full attendances back in the buildings? Is yeah. that it, well, what point are they going to be able to convince the players to make that call where they just get a super super short off season, and it just makes the revenue and the projected salaries like that much better for everybody? Where it makes sense, you know. Yeah, but I'd say the off season is. Uh, I mean, obviously, it, it's it's different for who, however you played, performed in the bubble, or if you didn't make it to the bubble. But to talk about like they can, of course, the Lakers, Nuggets, um, Celtics, like they 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 don't they're not trying to play um, early December because they're tired. But I mean, think about like the off season the Wizards have had. Like it's lasted however however long. I mean, long. the Wizards went to the bubble. The Wizards went to the bubble. I'm totally wrong. Think about the off season the uh, Charlotte Hornets had though. So you don't think they're trying to play right away? Do you think like Trey Young? He has been vocal about wanting to play. I know the yeah. people have come on like uh, JJ Reddick's podcast have been vocal who didn't make mm-hmm. the bubble. I've been feeling a sense of missing out almost. Even players sure. who got eliminated sure. early, they all want to be out there, right? Sure. So I think I think they can start it earlier than they need to, but they need a, a, a at some point in the near future. There's going to be like a there's going to be a little CBA action going on, and uh, this like something's going to happen between the sides that aren't happy. And I feel like if I was a player, I would want like they're suggesting the free agency period this year is going to be like two weeks long. I would want a longer free agency as a team and a player, I think. Have you paid any close attention to the hockey free agency? Uh, a bit, a bit. So Why? it has been really interesting. Players mm-hmm. who have been expecting to get all this big money, who had great seasons, like Taylor Hall, for example, who's probably, well, he's not a great example since he's had a bad playoffs, but Many players, like, I guess one would be Anthony Duclair. He just scored a bunch of goals. One of the top goal scorers in the league. Mm-hmm. He's looking probably for like six by six million, which in the NHL is not that much. It's kind of around what Nylander makes, and he scored way more than him. You could argue with a bunch of different factors, but that's probably about a guy what him would be worth. Right. We're now close to a week into free agency, and he doesn't even have a deal. 
I mean, is he mulling offers or teams just aren't interested in giving out of money because of the like the economic situation? Like that's just what he's worth, but he's just not getting paid. Like that's just not what teams can pay him. The people who have made room and what got like the best he... players in the market have gotten like market value, like the top dog got like the big contract. Mm-hmm. But to that extent, the money is just dried up. On the lower end, there's way more players as well who just don't see deals because they're not going to make. There's there's no longer really not going to make that three or four million. You're that you're probably more likely going to sign for like seven hundred or a million. So it'll be interesting yeah, to see if the NBA offseason there's kind of a drought of dollars to be spent. Yeah, it, I'm happy this season's uh, free agency class is not is not hefty. Yeah, but uh, next year is on the other hand. Although, you know what will be nice about this offseason? Raptors can save some money. Um, I mean, like, that's not really the way I'm looking at it. But I think some, like, in, in light of, I mean, the last however many years, free agency in the NBA has been crazy. Like, the first three days have been nuts. And then, obviously, quite dragged it on last year. But I think we're going to see some, it used to happen more in the early two like the early 2010s, like I think we're going to see some huge off-season trades this year. What's your biggest trade prediction? So, or it's kind of hard to say. I mean, I'll give I mean, you a second to think about it. But for the off-season trades that I'm thinking about is I'm thinking more towards the draft trades. Like where are the one and two pick, uh, first and second overall pick going to move? So, yeah, right off the bat, I mean, I'd be like shocked if Golden State didn't move their uh their pick. But like it I, they don't need to. I think they could the issue is they they'd have to if they find like a way of of trading down to like 6. But they the thing is they only need slash want uh James Wise and a lot of people are saying how well of a fit Anthony Edwards would be just because Clay's um, like kind of perimeter game, like ball handling, playmaking is just like without Durant, they're kind of realizing that, I mean, Curry's top five in the world, but like you need another ball handler and, and Draymond doesn't pose that big of a threat as a ball handler anymore. And neither so does Wiggins as... No, they just don't want the ball to be in Wiggins' hands that much, which fair enough. But if they can like somehow, oh, it's so hard to think of one. Like, I swear, if you're if you're like Washington, wouldn't you do? Wouldn't you do? First of all, I really think Washington needs to trade Beal. Like, this is the time. Why is why do you feel like they need to trade Beal? They're because they don't have a plan. If they had a plan to be go in this direction then yeah keep Beal let him let him keep let, let him ride it out but like like what what are they going to do with him and they're just paying him however much money to be nothing it's not fair to Washington or Beal like they're if they've never been good with Wall and Beal as a duo presumably Wall will come back and he'll be about the 20th best starting point guard I think I think that's a fair prediction I hope John Wall doesn't post on Twitter that I'm preying on his downfall you see those um you see those uh gang videos he posted? Yeah, I did. Those are pretty funny. Um but, but 
I just don't see how them trading Bradley Beal, how they're going to get better in the long run. Like Bradley Beal is still so young and he's a special player. Okay, so they have who right now? Rui is going to take two more years. Their timeline, they have no direction. Their timeline's terrible. So what you do is you you give the first pick to either Golden State or you give the first pick to the Nuggets. Or sorry, sorry. You trade Beal to either Golden State or the Nuggets. And in this situation, Golden State would give you, they'd have to give you Wiggins just to get the money right. But they'd also give you, dude, they're probably a, a top three pick. And the, I, I mean, I guess they throw in Pascal or they'd throw in another uh, first later. But like, I don't understand how you don't take that. And then um, the Denver side, you could. I think a perfect trade would be, I mean, Den- I think Denver should try to win now. Even though the West, like Houston, Houston has collapsed. Golden State will be back next season. So will Did the Clippers. Did you see the report saying Houston was going to run it back with Harden and Westbrook? Oh, I'd feel terrible if they, I, I can't watch Westbrook and Harden play again. And they're that's actively where another involved in the decision making. That's, that's, that's a uh, topic for after the break, which we're reaching. Let's end on this on the Bradley Beal situation. Okay, Denver, you should be a hundred percent prepared to match contracts you have to throw in Gary Harris, or I'm trying to think of another big wing contract they have. Presumably, they'd want to keep. Or is Millsap a free agent? I think Millsap might have one more year. Yeah, so actually, presumably they want to keep Millsap, although they have Jeremy Grant and so on and so forth. But you're going to trade. Gary Harris, Michael Porter Jr., and a first for Beal. How don't both sides win in that situation? I think that's a way better trade than anything else, to be honest. But that's banking on... I mean, the first isn't going to be good. I mean, let's be real. Washington is definitely worse, worse after this trade. But they do get Michael Porter Jr., who, well, he does have holes in this game, is definitely a piece. A Are top pick. Well, this draft from the outside appears spotty. There might be Are, some. Are worse, though? A, a, a tw- presumably 22nd overall pick, Michael Porter Jr. and Gary Harris? I don't think they're worse. Of course, they'd be worse with the Warriors trade, but you may end up getting, who knows if Anthony Edwards just turns out to be just this super efficient scorer. I mean, you can totally handle an offense. Yeah, that's I think, my next point. There's so little data about these guys. Like the 22nd pick could be way more valuable than we think. Also, mm-hmm. yeah, this draft I'd I'd hammer, and they've been rising off the rising up the mocks a lot. But I'd I'd hammer the um the European guys who have had long careers already in Euro leagues and playing pro am. So like Denny Abuja. I think the Wizards will probably try to draft if they probably they'll get in that range pick and guys like Obi Toppin mm-hmm. they've been climbing up and like Cole I mean guys like Cole Anthony are now like like dropping Cole like, Anthony's stock has gone way low for- yeah the like the first year exciting guys like Tyrese Maxey too but mm-hmm. we when's the last it feels like forever since we saw college basketball it well it kind of has been forever we didn't even it's because we never had March Madness man yeah they're gonna do March Madness in Vegas this year though oh that is unreal totally awesome so awesome 
there will be there will, you know there will be like full uh, crowds too and everything. No, there'll be multiple March Madness segments on this show as well. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. So if I'm Washington, I'm trading Beal. And with that, I think we're going to take a small break and we'll be right back. You are listening to Gales Football on CFRC, brought to you by Drug Smart Pharmacy, The Social Schmoes, Fall for Kingston, and of course, CFRC 101.9 FM, your campus and community radio station. Thank you to all of our sponsors for joining us for Gales Football. Hey, Maddie, what you doing? Just trying to tune in CFRC on our FM dial. Didn't Mom say we weren't allowed to listen to that punk-ass hipster music anymore? That's just the establishment's way of using our role models to bow to conformity. Besides, what she don't know won't hurt her. Cool, crank it! You are listening to CFRC 101.9 FM. This is your signal. Welcome back. You're listening to CRFC 101.9. As I was before, I'm back here with Evan. Yo, what's up? So before the break, we briefly, briefly mentioned a team. I don't even know if you want to call them a team. They're It's more of a player uh, than a team. But I think they're people will probably peg them at the third most interesting uh, franchise this offseason, just to, in terms of what they're going to do the routes they can or can't go on. But, um, man, I'm so interested in what the Houston Rockets are going to do this offseason. And it starts with the it starts with the head coach, of course. Who do you think they're going to hire? I mean, for the head coach, I think, didn't they go, weren't they, isn't the top prospect the assistant? Um, so, right now, it's between, I heard, I've heard that, um, uh, Jeff Van Gundy is like the owner, or sorry, the owner wants him, but the um, the what's it called? The, the GM. He, I think this like the staff and executives aren't aren't as sure. Um, I know there was this, an assistant from another team. Um, I think it was. So Sam Cassell is being considered. I think the big one is... Tillman for Teddy. I think the big one is Steven Silas, so um, the current Mavs assistant. I would kind of, just considering what the Mavs do on offense there, I doubt uh, Carlisle. Actually, Carlisle is a bit of an offensive mind, but he's more of just like a a solid all-around coach. So presumably Silas is... um, uh, Silas is a decent fit. And I mean, if he's coming from Dallas under uh, Carlisle, you trust him. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's the thing about Van Gundy, and this is like the biggest "Would you rather" ever. Uh, would you rather Van Gundy coach the Rockets? Presuming, 
I wouldn't want it wouldn't be very all that fun if Van Gundy coached the Rockets and Westbrook and Harden weren't there. I think we can both agree on that. Mm-hmm. So let's just magically assume that Harden and Westbrook are there next season. Would you rather just get to listen to Jeff in the booth with Mark and Mike uh, every Thursday and then during playoffs and a couple other games? Or do you think it's worth it? Just as like from a fan's perspective for uh, Van Gundy to be the coach of that team. Can you like, could you imagine the press conference and, and the like, the like in-game footage of them arguing? That would be pretty awesome. As from a fan's perspective, you definitely want Van Gundy on the bench. I think I, I, let's be real. Come on. The storylines, the spotlight's going to be on them. Everybody spent the whole year with them in this year. People love them. People hate them. People will die on their sword for them, whether they love them or hate them. Like I said, like no matter what, there's going to be storylines about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Like, and they can get time. some other guy. Like he was good, but I won't die if he's not there. There were times this, um, specifically during the bubble, where I'd turn on the game, and if Van Gundy, I mean, it's really the crew. Like Van Gundy's awesome, but Mike Breen and Mark Jackson are also awesome. But there'd be times where I'd turn on a game, and if it wasn't Van Gundy, and I heard like, well, it's literally his brother Stan's voice, or, or I mean. I mean, Marv Albert's awesome too. Doris Burke's decent, but if I didn't hear Van Gundy's voice, I wasn't watching the game. I'd I could watch. I'd flip through. Van Gundy keeps me in the entire game. It's it's like more of a broadcast than a game. It's just a nice three way to spend three hours. I don't want to miss that. Yeah, uh, I guess I didn't listen to him as much as you did. I normally don't even play the um, audio. The audio, to be honest. So for me, you're missing out. What are you going to do when you miss that Mike Breen bang? Bang, I'll listen to it on Instagram when they pop it off for the Mike, Mikey bang. Oh, millennials, eh? <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, for example, like I tune into Sunday Night Football strictly to hear uh, Chris Collingsworth's voice. Like, I don't know what I'd do if, I don't know what I'd do if he was gone and he became a coach. I'd be upset, I think. <laughs> Was Jason Witten with us long enough for that? No, I mean, you have to be like top tier uh, broadcaster, which Van Gundy is for me to be upset. But going back to the offseason, I want to touch on, we were talking about how the money's not there. I, I Let's let's keep um, on the Rockets track. So we've, we've talked about, uh, we've talked about um, um, kind of, yeah, we actually haven't talked about anything. Who do you want the Rockets to hire? To hire? I think they should go internal yeah yeah i think they should go assistant but uh the thing i don't understand is um why isn't uh ty signed ty lu signed with the clippers yeah and if they're keeping that roster then i think that's a great signing i'm surprised brooklyn didn't try to pursue him but i that's i think that's a great signing doc rivers to the sixers um isn't going to work. It's going to be terrible. But like that, it seems, it seems. I don't think Doc can fix this situation. Definitely not. No. What is he, what is, how is he going to fix it? How is Doc Rivers going to fix it? It's just going to be Doc. He's going to whisper to them secrets and they're just going to get along and just play beautiful basketball. But in a, in a weird twisted way. And I know this sounds crazy to, to people's ears. He's not all that different from, 
Brett Brown. Uh, Brett Brown. Because they're both – Doc is known as the ultimate uh, players coach. He is able to manage a bunch of stars accordingly and get them in the right shape to win. Yet, he did a terrible, terrible, terrible job of it this season. And I feel like there was some animosity. Ah, the players actually probably still love him over there. There's definitely no, more They were getting upset with him about playing for, um for a Doc Rivers coach team, there was too much stuff going on over there. About like they were getting on him. The players were getting on him in the playoffs about the uh playing Montrez Harrell too long. Yeah, okay. So And they go to Philly where they need the special treatment for Kawhi. Well, not him exactly, but the organization. So Doc has never in his career inherited like a, a young player and then transformed him into being a great one. I don't think you can make the argument for Blake Griffin that he just like he wasn't involved. It had nothing to do with him. So he's not a young player's coach. So how is he going to help Embiid and Simmons? He's not in 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 a in a minor way. I I would argue that he is a culture like immediate culture change coach which they need. So I think that definitely takes something because I'm not just going to be like totally um, negative about Doc. He like when he got to the Clippers, they became a winning franchise. And that's regardless of them having CP, Blake, DeAndre, et cetera. But like he, he's been to the Celtics. He's a well-revered coach in the league and right. he's a part of the landscape. He was a big part of the Clippers for when the Donald Sterling thing happened. He was a big part in the bubble He's yeah. a part of the web that is the NBA. Probably, yeah, probably one of the most respected figures in the NBA. That being said, I don't understand how it's going to work on the Sixers. Like, what? How? How did this? How did the? Other than like, if I was a player, I would 100 percent rather play for Doc Rivers than uh, Brett Brown. Uh, Brett Brown. But how? How does he help him more than Brett Brown helps him? Well, maybe he can motivate Embiid to get in the shape that everybody's been talking about. Yeah, but Brett Brown, as much as people hated him, and like towards the end, the um, the own, the, like the Sixers players clearly weren't too happy with him. But like the word around Brett Brown for all these years was that the reason they were keeping him was because all the players, like whether they showed it on court and it, whether he seemed like the prototypical like. Oh, super likable for 20-year-olds. The players loved him. And in a locker room where there's that much potential for chaos with Embiid and, and Simmons and all that in there, like that that works. I just I don't see how Doc helps them significantly over. I, I wanted Van Gundy to go there. That's what I wanted. I Van mean to the Sixers. That would have been perfect. I guess my thoughts on it are. Doc is, first of all, different than Brett. Like, as much as he does have his similarities, he's a different person, that change of face. And just having somebody who can adapt a problem differently. And like we talked about, Doc does have that respect around the league. Mm -hmm. And even if Anthony Davis, uh, I mean, not Anthony Davis, even if Embiid and Simmons did respect Brett Brown, and like Brett Brown called out Embiid, into the media essentially to get into shape he didn't do yeah, it good that was a good coaching move he called out ben simmons to shoot threes this year Yeah, another good coaching move he didn't do it this mm-hmm. is doc maybe if he, they oh, don't, you, maybe you think you think 
hiring Doc will change Embiid and Simmons. I guarantee you that won't happen. The Sixers may start playing better and they may take it more seriously. Embiid's not going to get in playing shape and Simmons isn't going to be able to shoot threes. Well, Doc, not, Doc is not a, a problem solver, man. Well, maybe he doesn't go in to solve the problem. Maybe he doesn't encourage them to do that. Maybe as I agree with you, Brett Brown was right on those topics, but maybe he figures out in a different way how this is going to all work out. Well, like as in, I guess now that I'm, I've, I'm kind of talked and... myself into a corner here because it's not going to yeah. work out the way yeah. they're doing it. It's not going to work. It's like all of a sudden Doc Rivers is this offensive genius and he's been hiding it for the past 12 years and he's going to transform the Sixers offense. No. Not I... He's a defensive genius. Nope. No, I've definitely just talked myself out of the Doc Rivers signing. Yeah, it's the the hirings. Once you break it down, it just doesn't no make sense. sense. And we just, I just went through this process live. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it may, it, I feel like it's also a bit of an optics uh, hire. Like Michael Rube, yeah. I, the I optics really of it are great. That's great optics, of- yeah. I, I would be happy. I mean, I'm not a Doc guy myself, but as a casual fan, I'd be pretty excited uh, if Doc was my uh, coach. You get to go up and announce that Doc's going to be your coach. That's exciting. Yeah. I, Doc yeah. makes a great coach. I'm going to go by what uh, – I don't even remember his real name. I only know by Doc or Rivers or – I'm going to go by his first name. Oh my God, this is such a crumble. Uh, I'm going to go by whatever. There's only one doc in Philadelphia. Dr. Oh, yeah. J. Dr. J. Like that's hype. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is something Philly. Yeah, I guess we'll see after it works out. But okay, here's um, here's a crazy one. Uh, Bleacher Report always does those. Where we've, the last two teams we've talked about have been the Sixers and Philly. Bleach Report always does those crazy, uh, like realistic trade ideas for biggest, like biggest stars. You know what I'm talking about? And they'll yeah, 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 yeah. trades that will. Never I don't. Come. I don't personally look at them, but I know what you're going on about. Yeah, they'll list five trades <laughs> that will literally <laughs> never happen ever. So this is one. I it will take me a minute to find it. Okay, but this, by the way, this is uh, uh, the. Uh, trade they proposed the Nuggets, and this wasn't. I don't think this was. Bleach you mean Nuggets? Report. Yeah, the the Nuggets um acquired Bradley Beal. We're just going back to earlier. I don't think this was Bleacher Report inspired, but I guess it's the exact same trade. So maybe it was. Uh, Nuggets acquired Beal from Washington for Porter Jr. Gary Harris, number twenty two pick, and a top ten protection in twenty twenty two. I still want them to do that. Right, I feel and- like they could get more too. I don't. Uh, the Nuggets don't have that much to give up. That's the thing, and they don't more want picks. To, like, like, look what have been given up for. I'm not saying that Bradley Beal is the same caliber player as uh, Paul George or Anthony Davis, but based yeah, I, off- definitely, I definitely try to get another. Maybe I don't. I wouldn't really want Bull. There's no reason for him, but I'd probably try to grab like Dozier off them too, or someone yeah. else. Yeah, like one more guy at least. Yeah. Like, then the next one. Um, I don't know, but this one just seems unnecessary. I feel like, I feel like, uh, Zion's doing not purposely, but Zion's gonna be end up being a player where it's like, you know, with Katie and and Steph, and um, you don't have to necessarily build around them. You just have to give them a really good team. But with LeBron, actually, let's keep LeBron out of this. Let's respect him more. But with like Giannis and and now Zion, it feels like the GMs need to trigger trades to like figure out who works best around them. Like they're building the roster just for them. So this Why one, wouldn't they? 
I don't think it's worth it in the long run. You make all these deals and I, you, you're, you're always left with no draft capital and you're way over the luxury tax. You just end up handcuffed. But those are the teams that win. You have to have LeBron James on your team. I think that's... But look, every other team that's gone up against him, really, except for this Miami team, has kind of put themselves in that position. Uh, agree to disagree. All right, so this is, they're saying the Pacers acquired Drew Holiday from the Pelicans for Miles Turner, Jeremy Lamb, plus a 2021 20, second. Really? Yeah. No. That actually makes sense. All right, then uh, I'll skip this one. It's just so irrelevant. Cavaliers trade uh, Kevin Love for uh, LaMarcus Aldridge and Keldon Johnson. That one I could see. Okay, here's a one I really like for Houston, and I don't like for any other team. It's a three-way trade. Milwaukee gets Oladipo and Covington. The Pacers get Bledsoe and their own 2020 first-round pickback from Milwaukee, which is only number 24. And the Rockets get uh, DiVincenzo, Ilyasova, and a Milwaukee's 2021 pick and their 2023 pick. Hmm. I think this is a great trade for Houston. It is for Houston. Indiana, it makes no sense. I don't know why they'd even, are they even... They kind of want to get rid of Oladipo, actually, don't they? They do. They really can, have no interest in him. I can kind of see why. they Neither side of interest. And he needs a contract. All right, and this is this is the awesome one. I swear they've included but Westbrook. But not like this season, but next. Yeah, they've included Westbrook. They do like... They release one of these articles every week, and they just kind of name them differently every time. Like... This one's named Blockbuster NBA Trades. That actually makes sense. <laughs> and then the next one will be like finding superstars a new home, realistically. Okay, but anyways, this one is the Rockets acquire RJ Barrett, Neil Akina, and the number eight uh, pick in the 2020 draft and the number, 2020, uh, number 27 pick in the 2020 draft for Russell Westbrook. How funny is that? That's so unrealistic. Yeah. Oh, that's, it's so funny. That's insane. So going, I guess looking at moves that could be made, I'm looking at the uh, free agency right now, and Paul Millsap is an unrestricted free agent this year. Okay. So yeah, otherwise you'd assume that he'd be somehow thrown in that deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, the trade that I've been seeing, and I don't know, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I, I want... I, I want a trade, whether it be three-way or not. They should find a way. I know it's it's like... Okay, so the Sixers have to trade. It looks like the Sixers are going to have to trade Simmons, no? I think, should, I think they should keep Simmons but over Embiid. But it looks like they're going to have to trade one of them, and it's going to be... It's gonna be it's gonna be Simmons if they trade anyone. Well, first of all, they gotta trade Al Horford, Buddy Heald, straight up. Who says no? Uh, Sacramento. Why? The Sacramento to bench Buddy Heald at the end of last season after giving him a hundred six mil. Doesn't make any sense. Al Horford for Buddy Heald, straight up. I think they'd have to give like a pick or something. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, I want 
I want, but yeah, like maybe with that and like a first from like a year and a half from now or something like, or not a year and a half, but it could be technically on the calendar, but like a year next year, or the year after that, a protected top 10 or something. Yeah. So I don't know how hypothetically it can work, but I mean, considering that both teams have huge contracts and you can definitely find a third team with a huge contract looking for uh, like a big player dump or a reset. I somehow want the, I'm not saying this will be good for the Sixers. I'm saying this will be fun. I somehow want Westbrook to end up on the Sixers for next season. As presumably they'd get Covington and whatever deal that would be. That's what I want. Ha- that's what I want to happen this off season. And I, for two reasons. Wait, you think what, Covington's coming back to the Sixers? Uh, no, 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 I'm saying on the condition that Houston trades Westbrook to the Sixers, which is not going to happen. I want Covington would probably be a part of the deal as well. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah. Okay, and then. The Rockets don't necessarily need. Yeah, I guess it would have to be a three-way. But I, I, I just want Westbrook to leave. Westbrook, Why? I want. It's I want to see great during the season, and then you had COVID. Westbrook's like, terrible. We liked him Westbrook. at the end of last season. I didn't. Yeah, you did. Right no, before the bubble, I was saying he he was playing better than he's ever. I've seen him play in like four years. It didn't mean I like. He was probably reached what the fifteenth best player in the NBA. That's good. Yeah, it is good. Too bad it doesn't work with the Harden. Um, <laughs> I want to see. Yeah, I want to see Harden. I want to see Harden with Van Gundy and no rest and no Westbrook. That's what I want to see. And who though? Like another guy, just guy yeah. Westbrook Van Gundy. Uh, that's the issue. I don't. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to see Westbrook gone. I think that's what I'm leaning to. I'm just trying to think of ridiculous ways. But the Knicks would never trade for Westbrook when they could trade for Chris Paul. Even though I actually don't think they'll trade for Chris Paul, I think they're going to end up staying put. Um, like Which team takes on Westbrook? No one. Chris Paul for Westbrook. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. Back to back. Yeah, that'd be so funny, actually. Chris Paul looked great in this playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, you're just swapping. You're just getting your own picks back and stuff. That would be funny. Um, What other big trades? Yeah, a bunch of picks. You take a couple LA picks while you're at it. I mean, come on. Yeah. How about... How about... I'm trying to, I'm trying to whip up something ridiculous in my head. Uh, Here's one. Uh, Paul George for Ben Simmons straight up. And then they'd have to, Philly, I guess Philly would have to, no, no, yeah, Paul Paul George, Ben Simmons. I Who like it. Now? I love it, actually. Who says no? Philadelphia would be the biggest crybaby team in the whole league. Yeah, they'd be terrible. Paul Although George they'd be, would like, they'd be better off. I mean, Paul George, like, fans, as, he's done for. as much as we always say, like, oh, Paul George and Westbrook, Paul George and uh, uh, who else he played with? Uh, uh, Kawhi, and then I guess it would be Paul George and Embiid. Like, I guess they wouldn't get anything done, but P- Paul George and Embiid is, is pretty crazy. Uh, I kind of like that the most out of any of those, funny enough. Yeah. The defense on that team? Well, I guess they get the same defense from Ben Simmons. So. Yeah. So the defense on that team? <laughs> uh-huh. 
What do you think about the new Raptors jerseys? I mean, the first Instagram screenshots he sent me, I was kind of cold on. They gave me kind of like Captain Canada type of vibes. Same here. I don't know. I like what I kind of... I, I mean, I'm looking at the old, well, not the old, I guess now the old ones we had last year, and they're nice. And these new ones are cool with the, I like, like, I like what they're, like, I like where they're coming from. I like the white they had for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they just do that? Why'd they change it to black? It was looking yeah. good. I mean, worth they noting. Just, they reminded me of the Canada Cup jerseys. They were iconic. Yeah, worth noting, we um no fan base ever likes their new team jerseys right when they're announced. But I I don't like these. <laughs> I also I don't want I don't want to wear a uh a jersey with the Jordan logo on it. I don't like that. We play Charlotte four times a year or we play Charlotte three times a year. I I I don't like that. I don't know why. I want like not from like uh like competitive like oh like uh like you can't wear if you're playing the Lakers you shouldn't be wearing LeBron's shoes. Where's from like a like the Raptors are like like they're they're good they're their own thing. We don't need Jordan's uh logo attached to uh, our alternate jersey to sell jerseys. I'd rather have like the OVO logo. Well, I guess those will be on the OVO jerseys. Do you know what? I would rather have the OVO logo too, and I'm one of the biggest detractors of Drake's uh, fandom of the Raptors. He didn't do anything for the bubble, eh? Or no, he did. He posted one thing after OG's game. He came and watched one of the video games too, I think. Huh. I'm looking at the jerseys again right now, and I'm actually not not hating them with the players wearing them. The the white ones, I'll fully admit, are, are pretty great. Yeah, like um, I like the white ones. Like I said, I don't like how they switched to the black. The, the issue is the black, the black Raptors jerseys used to look like those were one of my as crazy as it sounds. Those they were one of my favorite jerseys in the NBA. The ones last year. Yeah, just like the clean, the clean black. Yeah, I'm gonna pull those up again just to get reminded of them. Yeah, but I actually don't like. All things considered, I don't hate these. Now that I'm looking at them again after I just slandered them, on court they could look nice. I think the logo on the side of the pants along with the stripe is a little weird. Like it does give me a little bit of like, like I made that for my my team on 2K. Mm-hmm. But kind of, I don't know. But I think I'll leave, I'll, I'll leave it on this. And we'll wrap it up after this. I think the white ones are awesome, but if you're gonna and if you're gonna change, do like be better. I don't know. It's good, but we we were already good. You know what I mean? I think that's why people are abrasive to it at the start. We were good, and now like I think after looking at them again, second reaction, they're good. It's just a weird time to change too. All right, this is this is the last thing. We'll do, and we'll come back to this, and we'll see how stupid or smart either of us were. Um, what team does Giannis play on next season? Like this upcoming? Yeah. He's not a free agent right now. No, no, no. I'm, saying, I'm basically asking you if the Bucks are going to trade him. No, he's playing on the Bucks. 
Yeah. Yeah. You don't think so, eh? No, I think so too. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Evan and I'm with uh, Thomas. Uh, you'll see the Jabroni Show on CFRC Radio 101.9 FM. And we'll see you next week. All right. Have a great week. Thank you very much. If you love canoeing, kayaking, and the great outdoors, you should check out the Cataraki Canoe Club. For over 50 years, this nonprofit organization has been dedicated to exploring the waterways of the Frontenac and surrounding areas, as well as hiking, snowshoeing, cross-country skiing, and more. We host trips almost every weekend in the summer, as well as open paddle nights from our boathouse by the Woolen Mill twice a week. Learn more about the club, including how to join and our upcoming expeditions at cataractycanoe.on.ca. See you on the water! On those days with nothing to do, what gets you out of bed? Caring for a plant is not only motivating, it improves your quality of life. You know they help keep your air clean, but what else? Working and studying around plants increases your concentration, memory, and overall happiness. They reduce eye strain and promote mental well-being. You don't need a green thumb. Cacti and other succulents are low-maintenance options. Stimulate your life. Get a plant.